1: Hi, I'm Vanessa, and I'm Abby, and you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in thirty-ish minutes or less. Happy New Year, everyone! Yay, 2020! We are back after some much-needed R and R,
2: and boy, do we have so much <laughs> to talk about. Like, I mean, woo! new new decade, new year, same old shady shit going on with these housewives and. I mean, we're here for it. This is what we live for. I came back. I couldn't watch anything because I was actually. I feel like I sound like a housewife. I was in the Caymans, just you know, <laughs> where you saw Ryan Serhant, by the way. Yeah, Ryan Serhant. I do. I forgot. I didn't talk about that. So he was there, and I saw he was posting. I'm like, oh my god, I can't figure out where he's at, but I feel like it's near me. And I was even walking around and um just down the beach and I walked past the Ritz. I'm like, I bet he's there, but it didn't look like his pictures and I felt like such a creep. And <laughs> at the airport, I swear I saw his wife, but she was with some other people that there was not him. And they just I wasn't hundred percent sure. And I also didn't want to go up to her. The airport was packed. There's just a ton of people there, not great air conditioning, so everyone's sweating. I go into this little gift shop trying to distract my toddler who's just ready to get on the plane, ready like to just get out of here basically. And Ryan is looking at these like friendship bracelets. I think it was a joke in my head. I think he's buying it for Frederick. Like I've played out this whole story. Oh my went, God, that would be amazing. But he was laughing as he was buying them. And I was going to make some sort of joke and went, go up to him and say, you know, when people buy a million dollar townhomes and condos with you in New York, you probably should get them something nicer than a friendship bracelet. <laughs> and I was all prepared to walk up and say to him, and my kid just lost his shit and screaming, wanted this stuffed animal. And everyone's looking at me like, so clearly I wasn't going to like with my flailing child, go over and talk to him. He did give me a sympathetic smile. I think he understands a, a tantrum, even though his daughter is a little, like one month over a year or not quite a year, but I will say he is hot in person. His wife though is dropped in gorgeous. Wow. Well,
1: Amelia. Yeah, no, I am dying. And when I shared that with my husband, he was, you know, Kyle loves million dollars and so he was freaking out, but I love that story. I feel like you need to mention this when we share stories tomorrow and see if he kind of recognizes that he
2: bought this oh. friendship and tell us why. I should, I'll, I should. Okay. We're going to do it. And Ryan, I mean, you're probably not listening to our podcast, but I want to, I, I feel like there's a story with the friendship bracelet. So let us know more, but, uh, I quickly came home from, you know, a day of travel to just dive right into my housewives and Atlanta last night. I mean, what a trip it's still going next week. It's going to be bananas, but I thought this week was a great episode. It was really, really fun. I love that we finally
1: got to see Cynthia in the previous episode during this holiday break. We got to see Cynthia get engaged, but going watching their trip in Vancouver has been great. Tanya has been such a great host. I can't remember a friend of or a housewife who's been a better host than Tanya has been. I feel like all the women have enjoyed all the activities, getting really excited for Carnival. It seems like, you know, everything's pretty good until we see next week, but
2: I, well, I've been until really Nini Nini arrived. It. Yeah,
1: basically until <laughs> uh-huh. Nini arrives.
2: But you know, Nini actually didn't bring that much drama. Uh, they weren't sure if she was coming. She decided to come, but before she got there, I, I just thought it was so cute They So, you know, carnival is like this big celebration of, is it all Caribbean countries? I believe
1: it's Caribbean countries. I am not super, super well versed in it, but from what from what Tanya has described, it sounds like a celebration of Com- Caribbean countries.
2: So they're just learning more about it. I think it was really cool. Like I, like you said, all the things that she set up to do for them. It's like she's done really fun activities, but nothing that's too much, too exhausting. It, it's it's all been really fun and light. She really is the best host. They had a fun little like dance. They're gonna get these amazing outfits and those I, outfits. I would die if I had to wear something like that. <laughs> they all looked amazing. They were all talking about like my butt is so big, I need a size six for my waist and a size 12 for my butt. And I I mean, candy looked hot. I thought no, looked they look good. No, they do.
1: I mean, owning those curves, they all I mean, they did look amazing. I would feel naked, I would probably need a couple more drinks to wear something like that, but damn, they all rocked it. I mean, some of them, Yovana needed some nair to trim up some areas
2: for she her outfit. Is, she likes to go natural. Yeah, she does. All right. You know, uh, you do you. I thought it was funny because some of them like, oh, you bushy? That's okay. I'm like, I would be a little, I don't know. I don't know what I would say if a friend told me that.
1: But I mean, I, mean- I guess on one hand, it's probably no one staring at your vagina that closely. <laughs> but yeah. on the flip side, just knowing it just sounds kind of dirty. But what was your take during, some while they're trying on those outfits, Nini apologizes to Eva. What did you think about that?
2: I, so my whole thing is I couldn't figure out, and I kept like asking myself this throughout the episode. I want to believe it's genuine because in later scenes, it seemed like it, they really had moved past it. I give Eva a lot of credit for just kind of letting it go and not, she really didn't carry on too much about it with Nini, which I thought was, Probably the best approach. I was really impressed that Nene apologized. But it's kind of one of those moments where is she really apologizing because she's sorry? She knows she did something wrong. Or is she apologizing because she realizes she has no friends? I mean, it was very gracious of Tanya to even invite her. So, and, and she could easily have not been invited. She's not really in great terms with Marlo right now. The only one she has is that bitch, Giovanna. So... I think she kind of had to apologize, but did you think it was sincere?
1: It felt sincere to me. And I'm usually a sucker for apologies and usually try to see the good in it. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. She doesn't really have very many allies. Maybe the life coach she's working with is helping her see the actual light here. I mean, I do at Nini when she's good, she's good. She's funny. She's entertaining, but she can be a snake in her own ways, as we talk about snakes a lot in this episode. So I want to believe that it's true and that her intentions are pure, but we'll know
2: soon enough when they have the reunion. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I mean, we're more than halfway through. So yeah. The So the snake thing, I feel like Snake Gate is going to be like Beverly Hills Puppy Gate. We will never know who truly leaked the story. We're going to have ideas of who it will be, but at the end of the day, I don't think we're ever going to find out. Who really recorded it? And I don't really know. Is there truly even a recording? I could see Nini just making this whole thing up to make Cynthia nervous. I think there is a recording, and I really do think Yovana did it. Did you notice how no one called her out? Kenya was like acting like she was this tough spy, and how <laughs> you, you never lose eye contact. But they originally asked her. She said, "I have no idea what you're talking about." And then all of a sudden Yovana knew who recorded it. They were in the circle. And when that person was ready to tell everyone they would. I thought that was really odd that nobody caught on that she originally acted like she had no idea. And then she knew all this information about it. That's I why think I think the, it's her.
1: I think the only person that kind of did was Candy, based on her facial reactions. And I was dying at Kenya, slithering like a snake with her tongue. Yeah. Did you notice that? <laughs>
2: I know. They it were so, so bad. At bad. Right They're like, have another drink. Do you want a shot? And she immediately was like, why are you guys trying to give me all this alcohol? It was so obvious. They were it was the so spot. obvious. But it was hilarious. I I do think it's her. I don't know if she will say it like during the season or if it's going to be something we found out at the reunion or maybe we don't find it at all. But I do. I believe it's her as well. I, there's no one else it could be. No, not at all. And next week looks really, really good. But
1: I don't know how I feel about Dennis. Propo- to me, it feels quick. I don't know how long they've been filming since everything, what the timeline looks like. But I feel like she's going to
2: say yes. She, she absolutely will. It makes me a little bit sad because she was saying an early, like, earlier on the episode that or maybe it was in the previous episode that you know she is going to take it slow he wants to move right back into the house and she knows that's not the right thing to do but i think she gets blinded by shiny things and she was blinded by him very early on in the relationship you know she wanted this to be the one she wanted to have a kid with him and she moved the relationship very fast and i thought maybe she would take it a little bit slower but I'm sure having a daughter with someone makes it really hard. You kind of, I think you always kind of hope that maybe that will work out. And she's still holding on to it. I just, I think we all know he's going to cheat on her again. Ugh. I I, ho- I really,
1: really hope not. And I think you nailed it for me. I really hope not. But next week looks good. I can't
2: wait to watch it's get- more fights. Physical. <laughs> we need, like, intro music <laughs> for that. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, what should our intro song be? But I just don't if think... If you have any-
1: suggestions, anyone listening, if you have suggestions yeah. or know, like, free music, please. Because we are only so technically savvy. And we do want to, you know, give ourselves a little 2020 polish. So if you have any suggestions, please slide into our DMs
2: and help. But speaking of physical, it got a little physical in New Jersey, which is not shocking. I mean, these women are always throwing wine, glasses random stuff at each other. But before we we got to that, we kind of, I guess it kind of starts off with Teresa and Danielle having two different types of drinks. Originally they had white wine and then Marty comes home and I think Danielle just wanted to show to Teresa that she still has him pussy-whipped and he dickmatized. He is dickmatized. But he brought them pink champagne. I thought that was so weird. Like why do you go from white wine to pink champagne? I did not notice that detail, but I really love that you did. And it sounds, it it would make me vomit. It made my stomach turn. I was like, "Ooh!" like, I just think if you're having drinks with someone, you stick to. I just want to go from a white wine right into a pink champagne. Maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I needed to give it a try. But that was the first thing I noticed. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't like that Marty was so quick to throw Marge and Joe under the bus when he was talking to Teresa and Danielle. Basically... Implying that they were the reason why they had problems to begin with, that they didn't want him and Danielle to get it back together. You know, Marty and Joe have been friends for a while. And Marge basically just said, I want you to be with someone who really appreciates you and treats you well. And later on in the episode, Marge brings up Danielle made horrible accusations about Marty. If somebody truly threatened you, physically harmed you and your kids, Why would you continue living in a house with that person? And why would you try to make it work? So clearly this was a lie that Danielle made up. And if I were Marty, why would I give that person a second chance? It's like he can't realize that all she wants is the lifestyle he can give her. And she doesn't want much more than that.
1: I mean, the sex must be fucking amazing for Marty because I feel like she could tell him a million other lies. And the way he was looking at her and the way he was talking, I think he'd believe it. Yeah, kind of a of a lost
2: cause at this point. Kind You're of. right. He believes what she sh- like what she's saying. I think he truly believes they're in love again. I don't think he realizes she just wants to keep the house. She can't move out of that house. She can't afford that house, so she's just going to find a way to continue to live there. Exactly. Uh, but from there, that we kind of I felt like we, we had like a, not like a a lighthearted scene, but watching Danielle and Marty was a little bit of a joke because we all know they're not going to stay together. But then we go to Gia picking out her prom dress and I don't know that, I don't, that moment is, it was cute. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is another milestone. We're watching Gia. I mean, she really grew up on this show. We've seen her for the last like 10 years, but it quickly went South when her dad called. What did you think about kind of, I mean, like the, the conversation between Joe and Teresa I thought it was very intense. I
1: the one thing I do agree with Gia is don't do that in front of your daughter. She's having a good moment. Like don't do this in front of her. However, I think Gia, the story she wants to tell herself is that her dad is suffering and is in shitty conditions and that he kind of almost like he gets a pass for the things that he's saying because he's not quite sane. However, I felt like the jabs he took were pretty shitty and he was basically accusing Teresa of spending all their money. And if I were her being a mother, being a married woman, if my husband were speaking to me like that, I don't care if he's in jail. Like I would be pissed. Like she worked their way out of debt. She's essentially like selling herself on television and doing all these different appearances and stuff to maintain the lifestyle that she has because he's been gone for four years. So I hope at one point Gia will kind of see that and understand that. Maybe there's so much more we don't know, which I know we don't know. But in that Mm -hmm. moment, I felt like she was kind of out of turn.
2: Yeah, I think she just is in this space where she feels like she needs to protect and defend her dad because she can't. But it makes her, it almost swings her so far to that side that she's never on her mom's side. Some of the things I thought she was saying to her mom, I don't think, I, I agree. Like you had made a note that she was out of line and I agree. I don't think she realizes too, that Joe's the one that quickly changes the, the conversation. He was the one that said spending all the money. Uh, how much are these dresses? Like he, he was the one who took the conversation that way. And yeah, maybe Teresa says things she shouldn't have. I completely agree. It should not have been a conversation in front of Gia, but yeah, I felt like Joe could have stopped it too. It's not always on Teresa to say, okay, that's it, Joe. Absolutely. I mean, He ultimately said he didn't want them to get married. And then the prenup came up. I did not know about this prenup. This is the first I've heard of it.
1: I didn't either. And I honestly felt like Teresa was like, well, fine, bitch. I'm on TV and I'm going to bring this shit up. Like, I did not know it at all. The fact that there was a no cheat clause. And it sounds like based on that interview that they had on Watch What Happens Live, Joe alluded to cheating on her. So maybe she just, like, I feel like her fucks are out the window. And the marriage, I mean, we've, we've seen it in other moments that it's done. But to me, it was very
2: solidified when she shared that dirty laundry. I loved it, though. Good for her. I like how she said, I, I don't care what's in this prenup, but you cheat on me and this prenup is void. Good for her. I thought that was great. I But, it, yeah, it's, it was sad. I think it's just we're watching... Joe unravel you can hear it in his voice you can tell he's angry he's looking for a fight usually Teresa's the one that he picks the fight with but it was it's no surprise that you know months later they announce their divorce after listening to how they they talk to one another in front of their kids I mean God knows what they say when their kids aren't around absolutely from there we have like the best moment I think possibly of the season Gabby Aiden, I mean, we love Gabby. We've talked about her on other episodes, how she seems to be sort of the voice of reason with all these women. But at the, is it like a Turkish Easter uh, ceremony they were having? It's a different calendar than like your traditional Easter, but they were celebrating it with like the, the Turkish way, which is you eat an entire lamb. And Gabby confronted her grandmother about... The priest basically implying that maybe gays aren't, you know, loved. And she wanted to know basically if if grandma was okay with that, knowing that her uncle was gay and her grandma just like right to her face, lied to her and said she didn't know her son was gay. It's 2020.
1: What a better time than right now to make changes and improvements on your life. I have my list of things to work on. I'm sure you do too.
2: And why not focus on your mental health? That's why we're so excited to have partnered with BetterHelp, which is an online counseling that is there for you. They have licensed professional counselors that can specialize in a variety of topics, including depression, anxiety, relationships, LGBT matters. And remember, anything you talk about, it's like talking with a real therapist. It Everything remains confidential, and they'll help you work on things to make sure that you can accomplish all your goals and resolution, resolutions for 2020. Real moms of Bravo listeners can get 10% off their first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash real moms. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash real moms. Make 2020 not just a year where you work on your outward appearance, but on your inward as well with your mental health.
1: Which is so awful. Which is such it's like that's like the cheap way, easy way out. It's not acknowledging that your feelings. Although you're entitled to your feelings, they are, in my opinion, wrong. I mean, it is now 2020. Your son seems to be an amazing son, an amazing uncle, talented. He's a musician. Like, why wouldn't you welcome that in your heart? Like, why, why make him feel that? It it was sad to me that she lied to her and I did love Jennifer's response. Like she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, you're lying to my kid. Like that's not cool. And I'm sure they had a really great conversation afterwards, but come on, you don't want, you don't want Gabby who is obviously so wise and so smart to have this kind of lasting impression that her grandma is this
2: ignorant person. Who's not open-minded. I also just applaud the bravery and just, I mean, good heartedness of this child to confront her grandma and bring it up. I mean, Jennifer has known that her brother was gay for a while and has not brought it up to her mom because she, you know, just knows how her mom feels. Her mom has said, no, he's not gay. And that's the end of it. And this 14 year old girl, I just think that's so amazing. And think what you want about Jennifer. We are starting to really love her. She wasn't our favorite last season, but regardless of how you feel about her, she has to be doing something right. If she's raising a child who is just so strong with their intentions and knows when someone's doing something wrong or see something they don't like that they're, they're okay and comfortable confronting someone about it. I think that's unbelievably wise and mature for a 14 year old. A thousand percent Gabby. We love you hero of the season. Gabby Aiden. She's just the best. Uh, but I mean speaking of gay, we learned that Melissa has <laughs> dipped and the lady pond. I was shocked. I was shocked, and honestly,
1: like talking out loud about this episode, what a roller coaster of moments on one single episode. The producers gave it gave it to us all. The, yeah, that moment was interesting, and I was not expecting that from Melissa. But you know, drunk Melissa seems like she can be a little friendly and fun, and I guess. Dipping her Yeah.
2: I was shocked because she met Joe when she was pretty young. So this, you know, lady, she said it was in college. But I want to say she was 19 when they started dating. I don't know. Maybe spring break. I could actually, you know, I could see her being like a spring break lady pond dipper. Oh, I could too. Like get some attention, make out with a girl, and then maybe it goes a little further. Totally. You're right. I bet that's, well, you know, Melissa, maybe we'll... Put a little story um, at you asking you how your (laughs) your Lady Pond uh, adventure started. But I thought that was so funny. Uh, I am really liking the dynamics of Marge, Melissa, and Jackie. I think they're a really great little trio.
1: I agree. I think they're really fun to watch. They get along really well. They kind of poke fun at each other. Really, I mean, this cast is great. Even the the women who don't get along with each other in general is great. They're keeping us entertained. I mean, listening to us talking about it,
2: it's bananas. But holy cow! Should we go into it? (laughs) I mean, bananas. We haven't got. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the best part. So we're at this shopping party, and we know Danielle was there to start a fight. That was from the instant. I think the other women though were like, "Well, let's just not engage with her and just leave her out." So it was really awkward when it was basically all of the women making fun of Danielle with Danielle. Off in the corner, talking to Teresa, and quickly the start the fight started. But honestly, I think had Teresa not been so drunk, she I mean she was chugging champagne. Oh, chugging! That was a twenty twenty mood right there. She was
1: chugging that champagne. I mean, I feel like she had to have known this fight was brewing and coming.
2: Yeah, it was definitely like premeditated. Like, oh, I'll just be drunk, and then that way, whatever happens, no one can really hold me accountable. It was a great move on her behalf. I would have done the exact same thing. But Danielle reminds her that in previous conversations, Teresa said she'd have Danielle's back. So, uh, Teresa's like, all right, I'll go. And I think her approach and her like, this is bullshit, you guys talking about her, that just took the mood up to a higher level. And the fight, I mean, it was just everyone saw it coming. But I thought the worst part was, so... Danielle and Marge are just yelling at each other, saying awful, vile things to eat, both equally saying bad things to one another. I can't stand Danielle, so I don't really care that her feelings were hurt. But Marge then throws water at her. And Danielle, instead of trying to trash Marge's stuff, she dumps her purse and then starts breaking the candles that we had just learned were $650.
1: Yeah, those $600, I mean whatever, $600 candle bananas. You and I both love candles. I and love I would candles. never pay that much for a candle. That is insane. I don't care if they were handmade in Italy or whatever that what that guy said, but that I that my job was dropped the entire time watching that moment unravel and Marge has since kind of released her thoughts. I don't know if you all have heard about this, but Marge has basically said it was painful for her to relive what she did do after a half hour of brutal back and forth with my personal space being baited was to pour water on someone who was clearly looking to assault me and push me into a physical altercation. I've been told I deserved it. I asked for it. I was attacked. Full 12 minutes after the bathroom behind, my neck was snapped back. Easily could have been broken. I could not defend myself. I could have been paralyzed. Everyone was crying, including production. Whoa. Yeah. So part two is going to be intense. We
2: got, I mean, those two, well, no, I guess the Atlanta was not a to be continued. New Jersey was a to be continued, but we, I'm sure we'll somehow have a to be continued um, next week with Atlanta. I I mean, that's, that's, that was pretty intense. Just the two housewife cities that are left. They're definitely holding their own. But then we have, we go, we shift into the reunion. So OC ended, um. And their reunions were actually the week of Christmas. So it was kind of odd the way they just threw all three of them out there. So we haven't really covered that yet. But before we cover OC, we got part one of Dallas. And I feel like part one of Dallas was the best part one reunion I've ever seen. They hit, I mean, a lot of topics and went in deep to a lot of the issues that were going on during the season.
1: Oh, so much so. I was on the edge of my seat, especially after watching New Jersey, Andy. I. I had seen him that feisty in some time. He was pissed. I was here for it. I loved his clapbacks. He was not here for the bullshit. He was not going to let Leanne
2: just talk her way out of her everything. I think he went in there knowing that his goal was to make Leanne look bad. Knowing how Andy is, I think he's a very open-minded person. He has... I mean, look at what he's built. I think he just... He's made comments. I think he was very, very angry about Leanne's racism comments, and then I'm sure he didn't love her basically blaming everything on Bravo. I mean, her wedding was kind of a weird wedding, own it. And instead, she's making it seem like she had a bad wedding planner, who then she later said, "No, he was great," uh, and then try to blame production as to why she had a five hour gap. That oh. I I love that he said, "Well, no one else has." ever had a five-hour gap and we've covered many weddings
1: oh and there was multiple times where he even threw um there was comments made about rick right yeah where he said yeah. If we could have used that like, we would have used it if you're mike like he basically yeah. like, came at her like one after one after another it was like nope 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 cannot blame it on production
2: i i loved it i don't think i mean andy's never been andy's kind of shady i think that's why we love him he has never been that just blatantly like, "No, you're wrong. That's not true. That's not it." Like he was not he was not going to stand for the bullshit, and I loved it. And he called her out every chance he could.
1: Oh yeah, and Leanne's explanation about so it's funny because at BravoCon we heard about Leanne's explanation about the food, and I don't know if she was backpedaling. I can't remember the timeline if they had filmed the reunion at BravoCon or they not. They had not.
2: They had not yet.
1: So she was like, oh, there's plenty of food. There was plenty of food. Clearly, there was not plenty of food. She did not think she needed to provide food. And I'm sorry, if you're going to have a wedding on a Saturday night, and unless you explicitly tell your guests light hors d'oeuvres, people are going to expect to be fed.
2: I think Cameron was trying not to gang up on Leanne, but you could see her kind of nod. And people said, even Cameron said in an interview, you should have fed people. And I like that Andy said to her, yeah, if I went to a wedding at eight, I would have expected a dinner. And she immediately turned to Brandy and goes, at Bruin's birthday party, did you have a dinner? She's like, I had a full buffet. A birthday party and a wedding are a little different. If I went to a birthday party at, you know, let's say it's five to eight and there wasn't food, I would be like a slightly annoyed because that is around the time dinner is served, but I don't think much of a first birthday party at a wedding. I would expect a dinner.
1: Absolutely. You expect a dinner. You expect booze, whether that be through a cash bar, open bar, fingers crossed it's an open bar, but you expect those things. That's a, it's a celebration. It's a party. People are coming there to get down and celebrate the couple. So I thought her excuses were dumb. I also loved, you know, we talked, you mentioned this too, how Andy, commented it was like well I mean did you like your wedding planner because yeah. we talked about the mail getting lost and we <laughs> debunked yeah. that and how it really wasn't lost and uh what else I mean the she was just texting looking for some,
2: yeah she was looking for someone to blame and it was her wedding planner and I love that Andy called her out I was like well did you even like that person apparently they did everything wrong and it, it was good I also um Love that Brandy said that she was never going to go. Like she got a text and invite. She's like, I never planned on going to her wedding. Even if I was in town, I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, no, I I like that she owned that honesty. I wish Brandy,
1: so there's some drama that was happening off the part one, but essentially the wedding planner, even though Leanne kind of threw him (laughs) under the bus a little bit, he is still on the Leanne train drinking all that Kool Aid and brought up a video that Brandy had posted. Several years ago, it's pretty racist. She's making impersonation. An Asian person is Can I cannot speak impersonation. And however, even if it was from a show, just because something was funny several years ago doesn't mean it's necessarily funny now. And I would really wish she would have just owned up to it and say, hey guys, sorry. Didn't realize how much I would hurt someone. I'm learning from it. Move on. Instead, she kind of defended it. So all of this to say is
2: I feel like Dallas is unraveling before our eyes. I know. I mean, we love Dallas. This is the first time we've covered it. It's really the first time I've watched it religiously. And I really liked it. And then at this reunion, now with everything going on, I'm like, I just don't know if it continues. There's no way Leanne makes another season. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so without her, I don't know. I mean, I would watch a show with probably just stephanie and brandy but i think they need other women in there and so i mean what do you do that do you i mean it still is the real housewives of dallas i guess if you have to add other people so i i don't know i think the future of dallas it could be a little sad i don't know if we're going to get another season with these women
1: yeah i'm curious to see what happens and really quick before we kind of move on and talk about oc two other moments that i wanted to yes we had about. about
2: ruins My
1: yes mind. Bruin's mom, how heartbreaking. So unless he didn't catch it, Bruin's real mom, his biological
2: uh, mother. Biological, thank you.
1: That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Miss lost the baby that she was, that it sounded like Brandy was going to adopt. So that would be so hard, especially it's knowing how difficult decision that was.
2: And I'm sure it's just like a weird moment because she was saying that she wasn't sure if they were ready for it throughout the season, And then to make the decision to, yes, we're going to do this and get excited about it and then have that loss. And she herself has experienced miscarriage. So I'm sure it brought up all of those emotions and feelings. Uh, I I thought it was really telling though that the only person she confided any of this with was Stephanie. She's really not, I'm guessing that close with the other women on the show. Nope, not at all. So the other moment that, uh, and, and like
1: made me sad, made me actually really laugh was Cam's comment to Stephanie about the country club. <laughs> oh
2: my, it was so out, like so out of left field. I think that's the phrase. She's like, it really made me sad when you said that. You know, you think that I think I'm up here because I vouched for you at a country club. I mean, like basically, they're saying you, you act like you're an entitled, spoiled, you know, rich girl. And then her clapback was, "I got you into a country club, which is like the epitome of rich kid." I, it was so hilarious to me. I don't think she even realized how kind of ironic it was that her defense made her sound snobbier.
1: Oh, super, super snobby! And I love that Travis commented back and was basically saying, "No, this didn't happen." And Cam was being petty all over the place, all over the internet. I, I am here for Cam either way. She's not perfect, but she is entertaining. So I would I love Cam back. Yeah.
2: I would welcome her back, too. I think she she has to be on the show because she's the only one who's not afraid to kind of bring up some conflict. And at the same time, tries to be friends with everyone. I think Leanne tries to start fights. I think Deandra definitely tries to create drama and um, divide the group. And while Cam creates her drama, I think at the end of the day, she would like to be friends with all the women. So it, it will be interesting. I think part two is going to be really telling because the... Looks like the main focus of it is going to be about Leanne's racist comments. Yes, and and I feel like Carrie is going to handle
1: herself so well. She's
2: not afraid of Leanne, and I really, really respect that about Carrie. Yes, for a newbie, for anyone, she's she's going to go toe to toe, and she's going to stand her ground. And I think that's, um, especially given the topic, is very, very um, commendable. But really, I mean, it's sad. Like I feel like we go from (laughs) accusations of racism uh, at one reunion to basically confirmation of homophobia with Vicky and her only reason why she said that it's I forgot what she said her response back why it's not homophobic basically she said I have gay friends that was her her defense well it sounded like to her it was only bad because they're married which I think that makes it even more homophobic because what Bronwyn was saying is she's not really she's not gay or straight she doesn't know what she is and she enjoys the company of women and men i thought it was interesting though, that vicky made no comment about Tamara basically confessing that she had a foursome essentially
1: yeah no i thought she's just super super hypocritical i love that producers were there to come like very similar to dallas in some ways except it was more of the footage having a montage ready for vicky of all the hypocritical things she does showing her boobs you know be kissing other girls getting talking drunk. about
2: PJs, and yeah I think yeah she she has to go. I don't think there's any way she comes back. We're hearing rumors that Tamara might not be back. there's rumors it's gonna be a huge cast shake cast shakeup the majority of them might be fired. I don't know I mean at this point the only ones that I would love to see come back would be Kelly, Emily and Bronwyn. I really don't care if possibly Shannon has a friend out but I don't know if Shannon can hold an orange on her own. Same. I enjoy a drunk Shannon, though. So I would love a drunk Shannon. But I don't think that's enough. I don't either. So time will tell. I mean, we did hear um, Bronwyn and Kelly went live for the reunion, part three. People were asking them who's fired, who's back in. And they said, we don't get our contracts till January. So knowing that, and that does align with what Vicky said. She said that she found out in January that she was going to be a friend of, and they started filming in February. So this wasn't like this big shock to her. When the season came out, she knew all along. So if they get their contracts in January, it's kind of interesting that this might be like this week might be when people are getting fired or not asked back or getting their jobs back. Um, it probably will still be a while before we find out, because if they don't film for another month, it probably won't be till filming starts. So we'll see who's in and who's out.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Either
2: way, that cast does need a shakeup, So I am here for it. I agree, Uh, but that brings us, I mean, what a week, what a year, so much is going on, but that brings us to our shout out, and our first shout out of 2020, I'm so happy to say it's Gabby Aiden for her just amazingness, we love Gabby, I cannot say enough great things about this kid, and again, just want to echo I think when you see great kids like that who do the right thing, who aren't afraid to stand up for what they believe in, it's because their parents have given them the confidence and encouragement to do that. So I applaud both Jennifer and her husband for raising such an amazing young girl. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, Gabby we love you and we're so happy you're the first 2020 shout out and if you love us and want to continue listening to us uh, in 2020 please please subscribe to our podcast leave us a five-star review and a comment we love them. We always share them to our stories. Even if you have some, you know, constructive feedback for us, shoot us a DM. There have been a few people who um, have given us feedback, and we try to work on all of the the things you think we could improve on. Um, and but most importantly, make sure you're following us on Instagram. That is where you're going to hear the latest and greatest of what's going on with Bravo. If people are being fired, you know, who's hooking up, who's getting engaged who just had a baby we covered all in our stories and in our posts so make sure you're following us on instagram at real moms of bravo and we will catch you next week
0: is your daily grind getting you down a thermo spas hot tub may be the solution just a few minutes under those powerful soothing jets and all your stress seems to melt away like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles you'll not only feel better but sleep better too Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.